Hey there, everybody. I'm Brother Donnie Spano, and I'm so glad that we have this time together. If you would, go ahead and get your Bible out. Let's go ahead and uh, together go to prayer, seek the Father for His help in this time. Amen. We don't want to just spend time. We want to enjoy time. We want God to be able to show His will and His way, and He'll reveal things to us that goes beyond my preaching and my teaching here. It's, it's outside of me because we have, we have the Holy Spirit as our teacher, and He will reveal to us out beyond what men speak. And um, so let's go ahead and tap into that. You use your faith with me. Father, we're asking together that you would reveal of your truth here in this time and that you would help us, Father. Help me. We ask, Father, that you would give of your, uh, the helping of your spirit, that you would grace me to speak these words well, Father, that uh, I would only say what you have purposed and those words that you purpose to go forth, Father, we thank you. They don't return to you void. They accomplish what you send them to do. And so, Father, we, we thank you. We ask in advance that you would quicken to us, give us life, help us to see and hear well in this place, and that as we go out from this time in fellowship, that we would be doers of your word and blessed in what we do. We thank you for it, Father. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. So let's go together to Galatians chapter 3, and we're going to look at verses 8 and 9. Now, we started uh, what was uh, a message recently on the blessing. The blessing, and we, we looked at the blessing from the beginning. And we saw that in the very creation, now we're going to Galatians 3, verses 8 and 9. In the very creation of the earth, when God made man and woman, He made them in His image and He blessed man. He gave man the task of keeping the garden. And it was wonderful. When God created it, He created it well. And so they didn't lack any good thing. And then God gave him the task to keep it. Make sure that it was managed well. And God blessed him. So he has the task, the work that's given to him. And then he has the blessing, the enabling ability to do that task, to do that work. And it's no different for you or me. This is how God created it, and it's how He wants it for us today. He wants us to live in such a way that we have heaven upon earth. We, we were directed of, of Jesus when we would pray to pray that it would be here on earth as it is in heaven. That that was the will of God. That if it's that way in heaven, it is to be that way on earth. So then we can ask ourselves in different degrees, do we expect to see this in heaven? Do we expect to see cancerous tumors in heaven? Do we expect to see people in complete destitution in heaven? Do we see people begging for food in heaven? Do we picture it? Is this how heaven shall be? Because if it's not, then we're treating this time in earth differently than Jesus directed us. Because he said it's to be here like it is there, at least for us. It's to be like that. And God's enabling us that we can cause this place and we can have times that it is really heaven on earth. It can be that way in your marriage. It can be that way in your family. You can have so much going on out there and they can have so much going on in their families, but it can be completely different from you and yours. And people can actually come into your places and they can sense it. And they can know, hold on, there's something different 
about this place. God is here. God dwells here. God likes this kind of place. Man, these are people that know God. These are blessed people. These are people whom God can use. These are people, and we'll find that the more blessed you and I are, the more useful you and I are. And we'll see that. There's, there's an inseparable nature between having blessing on you and being a blessing. They're divinely connected. You want to find someone who's doing much more for others? You're going to find someone that's blessed. You're going to find someone that's more blessed because they can give. It's more blessed to give than to receive. This was recorded that Jesus had spoken these very words. And they're true today. So, I believe you're there now. In the 8th verse of uh, Galatians 3, we find in the Scripture, the Scripture, foreseeing or looking ahead that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel. So God, through the Scripture, preached before the gospel unto Abraham. He preached this gospel to Abraham. And what was this gospel? that God preached to Abraham. God said to Abraham, saying, In you shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are what? Blessed with faithful Abraham. The scriptures here are telling us this is the good news. This is the gospel that God spoke to Abraham that in him, under all that he was touching and concerning, there would be blessing that overshadowed every part. People were blessed just because they were connected with Him. And it's no different today. So now let's look together and let's look at Genesis, the 12th chapter, verse 1. And let's look at what the blessing did in the life of our father of faith, Abraham. Genesis 12. And I encourage you, there's been a lot... People have all the time taught things in such a way where they get off on a ditch they get in extreme on an on an end and unfortunately preach what is truth and what is good in God to an extent that it no longer becomes him and that's by the helping of the Lord he's gonna help us stay right on track on that narrow road the place where it goes right along his line and doesn't overstep doesn't get off on one area and get extreme or go off on the other. And God's helping us to do that. So here in Genesis 12, let's look at this. And it says here, Now the Lord had said to Abram. Now that's what we just saw. We saw that the gospel was God speaking to Abraham, In you shall all nations be blessed. Now, if you're anything like me, you're unashamed of the gospel. I've been in fellowship with Jesus long enough to have enough people look at you funny for what you believe. And I'm okay with it because I know in whom I believe. I know in whom I'm in fellowship with. And I know I am not alone. I am not alone. He is with me. And so I'm unashamed of the gospel. Unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm unashamed of this gospel that in those of faith, just like their faithful father Abraham, that they shall all those that are connected to them and all that they touch shall be blessed. It's predominant through the scriptures. 
So let's look at it here. It says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get you out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. So we can see here there's conditions to the blessing. There's conditions. He is told, he's directed of God, do this. And um, he's telling them, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead you to a land that I will show you. And he continues in the second verse, it says that, I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. This is good news. This is gospel. And this is no less gospel than the same good news you find in Romans 10 that if you and I will believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved, that that's how salvation comes. That is just as much gospel as this is. This is gospel that God, through the scriptures, brought to Abraham. And we'll find here, it continues, but we see this principle that we just touched on earlier. He said, I will bless you, I'll make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. If you want to find one who's a blessing, you're going to have to find one who has been blessed of the Most High God. And that's people like you and me. Hallelujah. So we'll continue here in the third verse and it says, And I will bless them that bless you. So if you know someone that's blessed, do them good. If you know someone that's blessed, don't think little of them. Don't think of them in a little way. Don't talk about them or of them or to them in a little way. Treat them like they're valuable. Why? Because God's going to treat you and I the way we treat them. And if we bless them and do them good, guess what? We are open to be blessed of Him. But if we despise and think little of them and dishonor them, we open ourselves for the same. Those aren't my words. I'll read it to you again. Read it with me. Third verse. And I, this is God speaking, will bless them that bless you. And curse him that curses you. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. Thank you, Lord. So what did Abram do? Let's look at that in the fourth verse. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife. And Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sikkim, unto the plain of Morah, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abram, and said, To your seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar to the Lord who appeared to him. And he removed from there to a mountain on the east side of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. So he knows in whom he trusts and in whom he's blessed by. And it goes on and says, Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south, and there was a famine in the land. And Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. And it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt that he said to Sarai, his wife, Behold now, I know that you're a fair woman to look upon. You're looking good, mama. He's telling his wife, he said, Baby, you're looking real good. 
And these Egyptian guys, they're going to catch on. They're going to kill me because you're looking so good. They're going to try and get some, you know. So I want you to do this for me. Now notice, he is being deceptive. This is still God's man, right? Still God's man. Oh, my. And he said, listen here, you're a fair woman to look upon. Therefore, it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see you that they shall say, this is his wife and they're going to kill me, but they're going to save you alive. You know, you're the prize, baby. And he said, say, I pray you, you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake and my soul shall live because of you. 14th verse. And it came to pass that when Abram was come to Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman that she was very fair. So he is not lying to his woman. She looking good. The, the gospel says you very fair. You very fair woman. And she's looking good. And so the princes also of Pharaoh saw her and they commended her before Pharaoh. They're thinking, Pharaoh, whoo, man, she's a looker. Man, yeah, that one. Yeah, the one just came in town. Yeah, her. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. So Sarai is not with Abram right now. She's in Pharaoh's house. That does not seem like a good place to be right now. You married, yeah, that, that's, that can cause problems. What do you think, married folks? Yeah, that can cause an issue. So here she is in Pharaoh's house. We're talking about who? Blessed people. Blessed people. Looks like they're in a bind right now, right? Just picture your husband, your wife, is in the ruler's house. They're in the president's house right now. You know, I know we look at this different, but the leader of the state decided, yeah, they can come stay with me. They can have another wife. It's not an issue right now, right? This looks like a big bind. Granted, right? That's what this looks like. But we're talking about blessed people. Blessed people. And so let's look at what, what occurs here. So she's in Pharaoh's house. And he entreated Abram well for her sake. So he's getting gifts from Pharaoh. Let's look at it. And he had sheep and oxen and he donkeys and men servants and maid servants and she donkeys and camels. He's loaded in livestock right now. Loaded in staff. He, the Pharaoh's thinking, hey, I got some good help around here. I got some great staff. I'm sending them to you. Because man, your sister, she's a good looking girl. I'm going to make sure you're well taken care of. So he is hooked up. He is set. And 17th verse. And the Lord, the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues. What are we seeing? If you curse whom God has blessed, there's nothing that can come back to you but curse. God does not curse anyone. There's already curse in the earth. But if God's hand is not protecting you there's nothing left to keep back this curse and so Pharaoh is plagued and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Sarai or Sarai Abram's wife and Pharaoh called Abram and said what is this that you've done to me why did you not tell me she's your wife you have someone that does not know God the Father but he's realizing you have lied to me. This is your wife. That's why this is happening. You got an unbeliever realizing truth of God. It's not profound too much so that a simple eye can't see it. And he's realizing this is your wife and it's going wrong with me right now because of it. And he said, um, 
Thank you, Father. He said, Why did you say to me, 19th verse, She's my sister, so I might have taken her to meet a wife. Now therefore, behold your wife, take her and go your way. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away and his wife and all that he had. Never once does it say he took back all those sheep and those oxen and those he and she donkeys and those men servants. And men. It doesn't say that. They were already given and they were sent away with all that they had. God is blessing them, increasing them. Now let's look at the 13th chapter here in Genesis. Is this the father of our faith? If it's right in him to be blessed like this, what will it look like in your and my life? Will he put us in situations where you increase in resources like this and you're protected like this? Yes, in a time of famine or any other. And so here in 13... The first verse we see, And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. Next verse. And Abram was, what? Say this with me. Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Abram was very rich. This is not disconnected the blessing of the Lord it makes rich and God blessed Abram and he has blessed us so what can you expect you can expect to be very rich you can I need to say that again because a lot of people already don't even believe it you can expect in God's eyes to be made very rich rich now this doesn't mean you'll be a billionaire overnight but you will have a full supply you will have more than enough you will be enabled to be a blessing you will have too much for you you have to mix faith with that if it's to work for you and if you don't believe it you will not see it so he continued where do you want us to go from here, Father? Yes. Let's continue in the third verse. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning. He didn't forget where he came from. Between Bethel and Hai, unto the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also, which went with Abram, and flocks, and herd. I'm sorry, I, I misread that. And Lot also, fifth verse, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. It is very transparent here that the reason Lot was so blessed was because he was connected with the blessed one. Abraham was blessed. And because of the blessing on Abraham, Lot was blessed. And it got to the point, 6th verse says, the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together. This is a prosperity problem. Not enough room for all the stuff. Not enough room for all the people. There's too much, too much stuff, too many herds, too many people, too many staff. 
We need more room. This is a prosperity problem. And he said there's, there's not room that we may dwell together for their substance. So we're still talking about the blessing. It, it made them rich in things, in resources. Now they did not do what they were doing just for the stuff. When Abram left at the direction of God, it did not say that he was rich in silver and gold. It did not say that he had all these flocks and all this cattle. He did not start with that. He started with a prompting. He started with a word from God. Why do I say that? Because God said, if you will, then I will. It was conditional. If you will leave your family, if you'll do what I tell you to do, I will bless you and all nations through you will be blessed. I will make of you a great nation and you shall be a blessing. So it's conditional. So we see here the reason he was made rich was because he obeyed God and God was able to bless him. Now, we see here he's already being a blessing and that those that are connected to him are blessed. And Lot had his own flocks, his own herds, his own tents. And so we'll go back to where we were there in the uh, sixth verse. Their substance was great so that they could not dwell together. The blessing will increase you so much that you need more space. It will bring you into a position where you cannot stay the way you are. You cannot conduct yourself the way you have. You cannot. You're, it's not possible. There's not enough room. There's not enough space. You are going to have to increase in vision. You're going to have to increase in ability because you cannot stay the way you are and the blessing continue. It will overwhelm you. It will overwhelm where you're at. There's not enough. Not enough. The substance is too great. Now let's continue. Let's look at Proverbs, the 10th chapter, verse 22. Thank you, Father. Proverbs. Now we read what happened with Genesis. Uh, I'm sorry, with Abraham there in Genesis. But we've seen that this is the gospel. The same gospel that God conveyed there. He put there in the letter to the church at, at um, uh, of the Galatians that it was for them. That you and I would be blessed with our father, our faithful father, Abraham. So that same blessing is to be working in our life today. Yours and mine. Now here, again, Proverbs the 10th chapter, verse 22. And we find it says, The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich it makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it thank you lord the amplified classic version says the blessing of the lord it makes truly rich and he adds no sorrow with it neither does toiling increase it so all your work spinning your wheels is not going to increase it no which means you don't have to add to yourself another job. You don't have to add to yourself all those extra hours of time 
Not to say if God leads you to do it, do what He shows you to do. It's connecting with being willing and obedient that you eat the good of the land. But doing it just because you think, if I add more, I'll have more. That's not necessarily the case. No toiling is going to increase it. When the blessing's on you, you shall be blessed and you shall be made rich. And there will be no sorrow with it. What does that mean? There's no shame. That's the wonderful part. When God adds to you, you don't have to be upset about how you got it. You're unashamed because it's His blessing that made you rich. Now, let's look together in Ephesians, the first chapter, verse number 3. And we got a few more minutes here to build upon this. Are you blessed? Are you blessed with your faithful father Abraham? Are you blessed? Now we touched on last time, Jesus became the curse for you and I to have the blessing of Abraham. So it cost a great deal to Jesus and to God the Father for you and I to be blessed. It's a big deal. People, if I was to make a small... If I was to despise this good news right now and not share it with you, think little of it, I'd be thinking little of the cost. And it cost Jesus big time. So, I value it. I value it so much to take the time and share it with you. So, we're here in Ephesians, the first chapter, and verse number three, to build upon this point. And it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Are we waiting to be blessed? No, my friends. No. Who has, this is past tense, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ? Thank you, Father. And it goes on and continues and says, According as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Now it goes on and says, Having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ. You and I are now children of God. And that means you're a joint heir with Christ Jesus. An heir and inheritor of all things. God is is not poor. Heaven is not a poor place. There is no lack in heaven. We will not find it. So our Father, there is no lack in Him, which means there's no lack in His eyes. He does not want any lack in us. He desires for us to be fully supplied. And so we can find that it's by this, I want to touch on, because when people hear that we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings, they think only spiritual, I'm only saved, I'm only going to be with Him for eternity. That's wonderful, but that's not all it. That's not all it. And he continues and says that we've been predestinated to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will. The sixth verse says, To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He has made us accepted in the Beloved. Again, absolutely no shame. 
in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Oh my, is that wonderful. Ninth verse, having made known to us the mystery of his will. So you and I touch on knowing what others don't. According to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which, which are on earth, even in him, and whom also, 11th verse, we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him, who works all things after the counsel of his own will. Hallelujah. That we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. And it goes on and says that we also have received this seal, which is the Holy Spirit of promise. And it says this is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So, the Holy Spirit being given to us is like a down payment. He, he seals the deal. He's like what goes in the escrow, right? You need a nice down payment to show you're serious about this thing. God was so serious about us being His children, He gave us Him. Oh my, we are a blessed bunch to be given the Holy Spirit. This is part of the inheritance. We are blessed so blessed, enriched of Him. Now let's look together in Romans, the 10th chapter. The very place where we see salvation here in Romans 10, we see another principle that I want to uh, touch on and have the Lord enlighten. And I'm going the wrong way here. Let me go this way. Thank you, Lord. Romans, the 10th chapter. And we're going to start in verse number 8, and we'll go through verse 13. And this is in closing, I believe. And it says... But what says it? What's he talking about by the Spirit of God? What says it? He's talking about the Word. It says, The Word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the Word of faith which we preach. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes to, to righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. So we see again, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and it adds no sorrow. It adds no shame with it. And he continues and says in the 12th verse, this is where I want to touch on. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Amplified Classic says in that 12th verse, No one, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, the same Lord is Lord over all of us, and He generously bestows His riches upon all who call upon Him in faith. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. It's His enriching us that we're saved. Now that word save, I encourage you, study it for yourself. It's this word sozo, I believe. And it touches beyond eternity with God. It touches on healing. It touches on peace. It touches on prosperity. It touches on you and I being complete in Him, as it says in Colossians. And when you and I are complete, we're not lacking any good thing, which also means we're not lacking resources. 
And just like our father Abraham, we can be rich in resources, rich in good things, which means we can enrich the lives of others. Because only a rich one can enrich another. Only a blessed one can be a blessing. And I'm saying that over you. I'm saying that over me. We are blessed ones. We are ones that God has appointed to work in this place. And He's given us the blessing to do that work. Hallelujah. We'll come back for more, my friends. There's more to see on this. We love you. We bless you. And we will see you soon. Hallelujah.